Hey, all you Forexers out there, thanks for joining me once again on Forex Formula Radio. I hope you're getting value from our time together. Today, we're going to tackle something that I believe is a very important topic fear. What is fear? How can it help or hinder us? That's our topic for today. Hi, I'm Kelly Johnston, founder of the Forex Formula, and the big question is this. How are real estate agents like us able to create a constant stream of commissions and a constant stream of leads while enjoying life without wasting big budgets on branding, without working crazy hours, without worrying where the next deal's coming from in today's real estate market? This podcast is here to reveal the answers. Here's a quote from Tim Ferriss. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's a very interesting guy. He's an amazing person who has literally taken life and made a decision to maximize what occurs for him during his existence here on this planet. Amazing guy. You may have heard of the book, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek. He wrote that book in his early 30s, I believe. That book, um, I believe, was the launch pad for his success. Anyway, here is a quote on the subject of fear from him. What we fear most is usually what we need to do. Tim Ferriss. What we fear most is usually what we need to do. Fear is something that a lot of people talk about in all circles of life. The subject of fear appears in all parts of our life. It's everywhere. And the intensity of fear is experienced by different people at different levels in all various types of situations and subject matter. It's everywhere. I think that Tim Ferriss's quote is really applicable, but Not always true in all situations, right? Fear can serve us, right? And fears, like fear is a built-in survival instinct that keeps us from harm. Should you be scared of driving a car off of a cliff? Uh, Yes, yes, you should be scared of that, right? This is a fear that will serve you. I'm pretty sure that you would agree with me on that. So does Tim Ferriss mean that you should drive off the cliff? I don't think that's what he's referring to. Let me ask you this. Okay, would you jump out of an airplane if I paid for the ticket and said, I'll give you 200 bucks if you jump? $1,000? How about a million dollars? Why not? Or why would you? For a million dollars, would you simply overcome the fear and just tough it out? Would you do it for a million dollars? Some people would say, I don't care how much you're paying me. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. Don't. I don't care. $5 billion. I'm not doing it. The fear will totally hold them back, right? They would give up the money. On the other hand, some people would do it for 200 bucks. The $200 is just a bonus to them. They'd probably do it anyway. I remember when I was in my early 20s, my brother Steve and I went skydiving. And it was an amazing experience. But now in my 50s, I'm not so sure that I could do it again. Just a different mentality. But if you offered me a million dollars, I think I'd totally do it. I would overcome the fear. I'm pretty sure of that. But on that day uh, that we were scheduled to go skydiving, I remember being excited and scared at the same time. I was nervous. I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't really know anyone that had done it before, so I had no frame of reference at all either. So to my surprise, I learned that before we got our gear on and jumped in a plane, we actually had a full day of training. The fact that I was surprised by this kind of boggles my mind. (laughs) But my point is, A funny thing happened. As I recalled the experience, I remember thinking about this afterwards. When we were going through the full day of training, we went through all the aspects of what would happen. We learned what to expect. We learned how to deal 
with emergency situations, for example. If our parachute got tangled up, we learned how to pull the secondary chute. If someone happened, or, or sorry, if something happened with the first one, we went through the whole process from how we needed to step out of the plane and then the signals that we had to give our attendants and, and what they meant, the details, right? How to steer the parachute when we were floating in the air and how to land when we came to the end, the knowledge, the understanding, the tactics and teaching that they put us through that day actually minimized the fear for me. I got caught up in the details and I became armed with knowledge. I was empowered by the equipment and the backup plans and the safety measures. These people that were teaching me had done it many, many times and they're just going through the motions. So their confidence made me feel better. I didn't have to go through a pre-qualification process. My size, weight, health, intelligence, past experience was never really brought into question. I paid money for an experience and I was just qualified based on my will to do it. That was it. The instructors never once made me feel that I was not qualified or incapable or had some sort of shortcoming that would limit my ability to be successful. For some reason, this was very comforting to me and, and I felt the fear subside. I could actually picture myself getting into the plane, making the jump and it was okay. Everything was going to be okay. Do you see the parallel here? This is how I've designed the 4X formula real estate training program. We go through all of the steps. We go over all of the mindsets that are required. We arm you with the tools and how to use those tools in order to benefit your clients and help to systematize your business. So now when it comes to taking action and do the thing, do the doing, I'm hoping that we've built the belief, armed you with the confidence, minimize the fears that you may experience when, it took, like when it's time to, to get to work. Anyway, I digress. So uh, we suited up, got all the equipment on, got into this little tiny plane, headed out into the wild blue yonder. We reached the altitude in the area that they wanted us to begin our jumps. And the plane door opens. And it was loud and windy. And we couldn't even stand in the plane. We had to kind of maneuver ourselves towards the door of the plane on our knees. And, and there's this... And it's so loud and the wind is going and it's crazy. It's like mayhem all of a sudden. And I was going to be next. And the fear just came in. It took over my body for a minute. And it was just like... Uh, like I just... Like I had no control over it. It's like it was controlling me. And, and it was my turn. And the signal at the time is they go, ready. And they look at you and they go, ready. And I was supposed to re respond with ready. Nothing came out of my mouth. Then another time, ready? Again, nothing. I was speechless. I, I, I couldn't, I just had no control. And finally, I, I kind of mustered a, a thumbs up and I blurted out this very weak and feeble, ready kind of thing. <laughs> and then my next move was to stand up and grab the inside of the plane and step out onto the wing. And the wind is going crazy and the noise. And with my other hand, I had to grab the outside of the wing. Oh man, it was loud and it was windy. And the reality that it was really happening was kicking in. And all of those survival instincts starts to kick in with you, right? And, and so the fear of that, like you really shouldn't be jumping out of a plane. <laughs> but I started to remember the instructions and the stuff that we'd practiced all day, the things to expect. I started to go over those things in my mind. And as I began to recollect the, the details and instructions, I began to remember my responsibilities and the fear 
started to subside. I took a big breath and I stood up and and I just did what I was supposed to do. I got into position. Now, all I had to do now was just let go. I made a decision at that moment to just ignore the fear and the shakiness that I felt and, and I just did it. I took action. I did not want to be paralyzed on the wing of a plane. <laughs> I, I somehow managed to associate more fear to that. And, and I thought that the fear would have been more of a danger to me if I succumbed to it at that time. And as I was standing halfway in and out of the, or, you know, in the, on the plane, believe it or not, that's how I reasoned with myself in that instance. And I let go. And, and I was supposed to count. I was supposed to go 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000. And then the parachute was supposed to open. And that was the part that I just kind of really messed up on, on the counting. I was just like, 1, 1,000. Oh, it's open. I was just so darn thankful that the parachute opened, that nothing else mattered. Okay. All right. Phew. Oh, the panic subsided. And, and then once the panic faded, I was able to focus on the experience and kind of get outside of my own head. Oh man, it was all good. Okay, this is cool. Wow, is it ever silent out here? Wow, this is such an amazing feeling. The rewards started to come immediately. I was now over the fear and into the experience. I was looking around at the earth below. It was amazing. I tried steering around a little bit, and man, that was cool. The peace and the tranquility of the flight was something, I just can't explain it. It just can't be explained. It was surreal. When I landed and, and kind of got off the ground, because I kind of stumbled when I landed, I remember feeling this amazing feeling. I was elated. I had this adrenaline running through my body, and I remember being so proud of myself. I got over the fear, and if I let the fear hold me back, I would never have the chance for that experience. Do you see how there were a few opportunities where fear could have blocked things, but it was but it was overcome by other things? First, my brother asked me to come. I could have said no. My brother and I quite, are quite competitive. Not as much now as we've mellowed a little bit. But in my 20s, I didn't want to be seen as a chicken. The instructor helped me overcome the fear because they helped me visualize the experience and helped me prepare for the challenges that potentially could have occurred. This armed me against the fear. When I was in the plane and had a moment of hesitation, they prodded me gently, the way that a good coach should, right? I, I paid the money and said that I'd do the stuff that I was taught and needed to be accountable to that. The fear was secondary to the fact that I had to do what I said I was going to do. I had an opportunity to opt out when we were on the ground, actually. I wouldn't have got a refund, but I did have an option to opt out. I chose not to. You see how similar that is in our lives, in our business life, in our real estate businesses? I just encourage you, dare to try. That's it. Just dare to try. There are so many healthy fears, but there are many unhealthy fears. That's a fact. Some are irrational. Some are unexplainable. Some have taken us over in a way that we can't explain because something's happened to us or occurred in our lives that's created this fear. Remember the 2005 Batman movie with Christian Bale called Batman Begins? This is one of the most complete origin stories of all the superhero movies for me. I loved it. It's 14 years old now, but it's still a very good movie. Remember how he had to conquer the fear that he had of bats? And then that became the persona that he adopted for himself. 
Batman, right? Didn't choose, Batman didn't choose to be Batman because he thought bats were cool. It was the opposite. He took his fear and he made it his power. And I think, I think that's what Tim Ferriss meant in his quote. What we fear most is usually what we need to do. I think he meant that we can empower ourselves sometimes by overcoming those things that are blocking our way to become the person we need to become or enjoy that little success or embrace that strange and wonderful or exhilarating or freaky or meaningful experience that will enrich our lives. Fear of failure. What about that? We all experience that one. But sometimes we fail to recognize that even in the failure or setback or loss of money or time that we learn valuable things. We learn things about ourselves that we never would have learned. We learn things about others around us that we never would have learned. We learn things that we never would have learned if we simply remained in our comfortable little lit up and paved path that's easy and predictable. By the way, that path that I'm referring to in most cases is a job. You're a real estate professional or a sales professional because you did not want to succumb and get dumbed down and numbed by a job. You want to be in control. You want to become the best you that you can be. You want to decide what you are worth. You want to discover who you can become. You want to get to thrive and get out of survive, right? What are we really fearing when we break it down? What motivates fear or causes the experience of fear? You know the feeling of uncertainty and that little anxiety feeling that enters into our bodies? Other fears, right? Fears of um, being judged. Fears of what people will say. Fear of someone else who warned you from this, calling you out and being able to say, oh, I told you so. Fear of failure. Fear of loss. Fear of disappointing someone. Fear of losing out on your comfort. Fear of ridicule. Fear of rejection. Many, many more, right? These are all real. They can be motivating and empowering or they can literally be paralyzing. Imagine if you took those fears. Let's label them. Let's label them for a second. Fear of uncertainty, fear of being judged, fear of failure, fear of loss, fear of disappointing someone, fear of losing out on your comfort, fear of ridicule, fear of rejection, fear of someone being mean to you. Imagine if you took those fears and turned them into power. Imagine if you use those fears to motivate and empower you. Arm yourself with knowledge and understanding and get out there and get dirty so that you can learn and improve and simply get better and get better. When Bruce Wayne went to the Far East to do his training in the middle of nowhere, he experienced a lot of pain, a lot of mistakes in his training. Suddenly, he like one day got it. He passed the test. Now, as you may or may not know, depending on how many episodes you've listened to, I love watching football. I never played football. I was, it was not available to me when I was growing up. But I can watch a game from the comfort of my living room and I can pick out all the mistakes and errors of the coaches, the players, the management, and the referees. And do I have the right? Yes, it's my living room. <laughs> my TV. I'm the master of my domain. No, I'm just joking. The answer is no. Did I go through the stuff that any of those people went through? Did I go through the rigorous training and the painful experiences and the self-sacrifice, trials, tribulations, pain, mistakes that these people endured to be able to, to showcase their talents and abilities on my television in front of me? No, not even close. This is the most important thing. This is the most important thing. Do you think any of those professionals give a hoot about what I say? 
or the suggestions I make for them. No, nor should they. Even if I was saying it to their face, they wouldn't care because they know what they've gone through. And if, and if I'm not in the locker room with them, if I didn't go through the journey like they did, then they know I have no qualifications to judge them in any way. And if you've watched sports long enough, you'll hear about a player who seems to play with a chip on his shoulder, right? He plays with an attitude. His motivation is to prove everybody wrong. He was either snubbed in the draft or comes from very humble beginnings or was told he would never make it. And he decided to use that to empower himself. People love hearing this story, right? This is where you need to go mentally. Do more, be more, experience more, give more. Here's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. I love this quote. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred with dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that, in, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Isn't that awesome? Does that get you fired up? It does for me. I had a lot of critics. I had a lot of people talking behind my back. I had people spreading lies about me. I operate in a town with less than 300 licensed professionals. And I have lived here for over 43 years. And you may identify with this. When people see you succeed, they actually hope for your failure. You know, when you, know, when you do seem outwardly to fail, they actually celebrate. That's okay. I've forgiven them and they don't even know it, but that's okay. I keep just doing what I'm doing and there are more people rooting for me than those that don't because they are the ones who actually know me and are on my side. Help me build my business by referring many people to me. These naysayers have no effect on my business in any way. They have no power unless I give it to them. If you do nothing, then you have no effect. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing for others to be jealous of. You might as well be invisible. So if you want to avoid that, then simply just do nothing. What happens when you do that though? Nothing. Fear that. Associate more fear to the experience of nothingness. That will drive you to do. If you do more, be more, experience more, give more. If you, if you try, if you attempt, if you embrace new ideas, if you work hard, if you do more than the average person, you will get noticed. You become extraordinary extraordinary. You'll shake things up. Some things will work. Some things will not work. You may lose some money. You may not win sometimes, but every single time you will gain. You'll experience your life in some way. After you've finished licking your wounds and had your pity party and you start to sort things out in your brain, you can now focus on the lessons and the new solutions and how to tweak or adjust. This is incredibly empowering. Inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. That's a quote from Dale Carnegie. The quote that I coined, if you will, 
maybe someone else more important than me said it at some point in maybe a very similar way. But this is what I say to people all the time. Action overcomes the initial seed of fear every time. Don't let the seed germinate. Take action so that the seed doesn't get a chance to take root and you'll be empowered by the experience. Action overcomes the initial seed of fear every time. Don't let the seed germinate. Take action so that the seed doesn't get a chance to take root and you'll be empowered by the experience. Action. Create a new fear. Here's a new fear for you to create. Fear of inaction. Fear that. Inaction allows doubt to creep in. Inaction ensures failure. Inaction ensures instability. Inaction ensures loss or the inability to gain, which is loss in my mind, unless you have finite financial resources. Inaction ensures that you'll not experience the gifts that come from action. Inaction and what I term analysis paralysis will do just that, paralyze, stifle, and hinder your growth and success and your personal development and will absolutely guarantee that you will never discover the you that is the best you that you are meant to be. I really believe that. Allow that fear to set in. Create a feeling of fear for that. Then see how that can empower you. All the gifts that are for you in your life are waiting at the edge of your comfort zone. And all you have to do is fear the loss of that instead of all the other fears that truly have no power over you. I've seen this acronym, maybe you've seen it before, F-E-A-R, which spells fear, is simply false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. I hope that today's episode was helpful and encouraging for you today. I really appreciate that you're here listening. And as always, if you're on iTunes, I'd really appreciate if you'd drop a rating and give me some comments. It would help introduce this information to other people that maybe need to hear stuff like this once in a while and help them take their businesses to the next level. Thank you. I hope you go out there and make a great day. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Here's the reality that you may or may not know. The top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately that I still use every day that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com. Four